Good evening from the bowels of the Horror Press estate, and welcome to a new episode of the Horror Press Podcast, a podcast brought to you by HorrorPress.com. My name is James Michael, and I'm the curator of all things Horror Press. As always, this show aims to bring you the latest horror news you may have missed or overlooked. A place to quickly cover the happenings of the horror world, whether that's studio announcements, movie releases, or box office numbers, as well as some light genre discussion. I'm joined by the mistress of depravity herself, my favorite resident bad critic, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. Welcome to another episode of the Horror Press Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. What have you been up to? Oh, my gosh. I have been um, writing so much about a thing uh, that we're not going to talk about today. Um, But mostly the last week, I've just been obsessively uh, going through uh, the Fantasia Film Festival's uh, programming for this year, because I am so excited. I mean, we do have a good bit of news about that, because we're going to be officially covering it as members of the press. Yay! Thank and you. So- I'm so excited. I'm it, so grateful. It's so crazy, considering, like, that we're going to be covering it this year. Well, and like last year, I kind of like pitched you last minute. I was like, hey, there's this really cool horror fest in my town. Uh, Can you pay me to go see some movies and write about it? And you're like, what is this? Where am I? And now this year, we're like, we got to organize. And like, I'm going to be officially doing it for you guys. I'm very excited. Well, the idea of film festivals even last year was just so foreign to me. I, I never even thought of the opportunity of like covering a film festival. So it, it was really cool to even have you over there even unofficially covering it mm-hmm. and i remember there were some really cool movies last year i think the one that stands out the most was swallowed uh, yeah. maybe piggy as well piggy as well was great and then and dario argento was the other one i covered for you oh guys. my god i was so excited for that movie yeah but then disappointed once i watched it <laughs> I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird movie, but the thing that's so much fun about this particular festival is that the crowd is also very enthusiastic. So even if the movie is kind of like, um, maybe doesn't live up to the hype or what you wanted it to be, it's still a great audience to watch genre movies with. Um, cause you like cheer together and scream together and. Yeah. Well, the the good thing about that movie is it still gave me what I expected out of a Dario Argento movie. It was violent. Um, the soundtrack was pretty killer. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, I wasn't completely disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. And like Fantasia Fest has this insane ability of being able to basically dictate what is going to be cool for the rest of the year in horror. And I'm really looking forward to that because I honestly... I have no clue, you know, what nine months from now we'll be talking about that you got to see at Fantasia Fest. Well, and I mean, this is their 27th edition. Um, and this is a festival that was basically started by Concordia students who just wanted to, like, have access to films from different countries that won't get distribution here. It was like a love of genre movies, Um that they just were like, can we, can we do this? So it's a real crusty DIY kind of operation, but because um, fans of genre movies are so dedicated, um, it still attracts some like really, really big names. So like we're here, we talk mostly about horror movies, but there's a whole like 
slate of Korean, big action Korean films, a bunch of movies out of Hong Kong. They really make a point of trying to go all over the world. They really try to tap into unknown markets so that, yeah, they're getting some big names that gets all the press and gets the like people um, looking at the actual festival. But then there's a whole other, there's a wealth of um, artists to discover, um, which makes it really exciting. So. Yeah, and some big names I'm seeing this year, they're honoring Nicolas Cage, which is yeah. like really cool. He seems to be very much having his renaissance moment this year. Yeah, I think he's been having it for a couple years. I mean, he did that, uh, the unbearable weight of the massive, unbearable weight of massive talent movie where he kind of plays a cartoon version of himself with Pablo Pascal. And Mandy was a huge hit when it came out at the Fantasia Film Festival. Yeah, so it, it makes sense. I remember uh, they honored uh, Toby Hooper when the um, 4K restoration of uh, uh, Chainsaw Massacre came out. Like they screened the 4K restoration and then uh, gave him that same award. So um, it's usually a good it's a good time. Did they do that last year or was that a while ago? No, that was a while ago. Because Dark Sky actually reached out to me a couple months ago mm. when they were finally releasing the 4K Blu-ray or mm. whatever. And um, they sent me a copy and it was so nice to watch it. Like that type of movie though, like to me feels like it does best when it's grainy as fuck. I mean, that movie I've seen on a shitty VHS TV combo in someone's basement. And I've seen the 4K restoration on a big screen and it hits both it hits yeah. both times like it know? works either way like yeah. it could be crappy and staticky and looks mm -hmm. shitty it still yeah. is just as impactful it still made people puke in the theater <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah so this year nick cage is gonna be there and then you know montreal being the small town that it is is like nicholas cage is coming to montreal so everyone's very excited here um but like there's a ton of there's a ton of directors a ton of writers a ton of actors that are going to be in the city barbara crampton's going to be there this year too oh my god i love barbara crampton yeah she's got a couple movies that are that are going to be screening so i just um, saw that she's going to be at san diego comic-con too doing some kind of panel on horror fun. i know so it's just and there's they're doing a couple live book readings ah I gotta. I have. I posted on my Instagram that I have a problem. I need to cut down my long list because, like, I'll literally need a time turner to be able to get through all of this. Like, I just cannot be at all of these places at once. So, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you're gonna do it. I might die. <laughs> we'll find out. So since it's been a while since we've spoken last, have you been watching anything of interest? Um, I honestly, I think it's a bit of a dry spell. I have been so excited to see um, Talk to Me, the A24 horror movie that's coming out, that I, I feel like everything is like a letdown. Um, I have been watching um, this TV show called From uh, that's kind of getting a bit of buzz. Um kind of like if you're if you remember lost kind of lost vibes small town uh creepy creatures in the night kind of a mystery they're just wrapping up their second season if they if they haven't already um and uh a lot of fun a lot of mystery a lot of good characters kind of like walking dead lost vibes um 
That's probably the, the most fun horror thing that I've been watching. Other I'm not than- sure why every single time I hear about From You pops into my head. And I know they're two different shows. <laughs> You're making Very a different. face at me. But for whatever reason, whenever like the moment you said From You came into my head. And I don't know why I have those two shows like mixed up. I have no idea. A, a weird naming convention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that. And also, I watched Bo is Afraid recently, and that movie was special. I don't I, know. I need to know what you think about it, because we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, only because I'm still, like, traumatized over men. And I heard Bo is Afraid is just as weird, if not weirder. I liked men, so. Ugh, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it... You can I, listen to if if you want to know how I feel about men, you can listen to me and Brucker talk about it over on autopsy, autopsy of a horror movie. I've listened to it and I like weird. I I like weird, but to me, it's like I need something to like something stable to like yeah fall back on. And I feel like that movie didn't give me much. Maybe I need to rewatch it because I when I saw it in theaters, I was just like. The moment she started yodeling into the tunnel, I was already like out of it. She watched Kadan. <laughs> I I will give it another try. I will. Are we gonna fight this episode? I think this episode is gonna be where we fight. Do you I think you could take me? <laughs> <laughs> but what if, I, what have you been watching? Okay, so I haven't been watching too too much horror. Um, I recently binged all of Six Feet Under all over again. Oh. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And for whatever reason, I decided to rewatch it. And I basically binged all the seasons in maybe like two weeks. Oh, that's a lot. And um, I forgot how much I had fallen in love with the Fisher family and like their dysfunction. And I went through this really crazy phase in high school where I wanted to be like, an undertaker because of that show as cringy as it was. And and I got to see like so many of my behaviors were dictated on what I thought was cool based off of Claire Fisher. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, I, really, I, really I, I see why I did X, Y, Z. And it uh-huh. was because of fucking Claire Fisher. Uh huh. I definitely and relate to that. Yeah, I love her so much, but also I've been working through the bear. Yes. I never thought I would get into it because I put it on like a couple months ago and I was like, this show is just pure anxiety. Like I I could never, I worked at a restaurant for literally like two days and I couldn't cut it. Yeah. And then seeing them screaming at each other. Uh It's great. It's a very good show. It's just not as bingeable as six feet under for me. And last night, yeah, the second season was good. Yeah. Well, the second season, I just got up to the episode with Jamie Lee Curtis Mm -hmm. and holy shit. Mm -hmm. Was that not amazing? I mean, that that episode was, like, a little too close to home for me. (laughs) (laughs) You have people driving through your houses? (laughs) No one's ever driven through a house. Just the chaos in the kitchen. I was, like, coming from an Italian family, listen, I've been there. You know what was driving me crazy the most throughout that episode was the timer being filthy. Yes. They kept fixating on that timer, and it was all just covered in, like, gravy. Someone, Someone wipe it off, please. And I just, I was like, please clean it clean it mm-hmm. um but i think that was that was probably intentional yes. just to like tilt us mm-hmm. um but also last night i i'm not just so viewers know listeners know i'm not generally a big fan of alien mm-hmm. so little by little i've been like trying to watch them 
Um, I've seen them out of order, but I finally got to see Aliens, which is the second. Yeah. And um, I really liked it. Yeah. It's so good. this is probably the part where we're going to fight. <laughs> because you did an article ranking the Aliens. Yes. And I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In my defense, I originally pitched this article to you. Would you like me to rank alien movies in a way that will make people mad, but in a way that I can justify? And you said yes. Well, and I feel like I accomplished mission it. accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> but I think a lot of people would disagree with me as well because you ranked number one as the number one. Yeah, and you don't like that. So. I don't. I didn't like number one. I feel like that's a worse take than mine. So I listen. I've heard some really bad takes over <laughs> the past year. And to me, I, okay, so in my defense, I saw Alien and I really didn't know. I was expecting resurrection levels of like movie. Because yes. that was the first, my first introduction to the movie was Resurrection, which I yeah. saw like at nine years old on Actually, TNT. Actually, same. I watched it when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah, it was like yeah. a Sunday afternoon movie that was on cable. And yeah. I watched it and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and then I started watching like the newer ones like Prometheus and Covenant. Right. And then I went and watched Alien because the new Alien game was coming out. Mm. And I was like, this is boring. Yeah, it's it's not the same vibe or pacing as any of the other Alien movies. It's its own. Like, you could just watch Alien without engaging with the franchise. And in fact, I always I recommend that people engage with it just on its own, regardless of what comes after. And I don't blame the movie for that at all. I, I blame my own expectation going into it. And also, if I probably would have seen it in a theater mm. um, where I'm basically just held hostage with the screen. And I don't have my phone to be constantly looking at it. I probably would have enjoyed it way more. Like De definitely, if you're just like caught, like searching through the shadows for what might end up being a xenomorph, like for sure, yeah, way more immersive. Yeah. So I think if if had I seen it in a theater, like the way I saw the thing for the first time last mm. year, um, I probably would have had a different reaction to it. Um, I loved Aliens though. I thought it was like a really fun actiony horror light mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. um i don't know other than that i i didn't think it was bad and i think you ranked at like the lowest i ranked at the lowest but i also don't think it's bad it's very good i just don't think it's a good response to the first movie i don't think it picks up on any of the themes that the first movie puts down and in fact reverse unos them like just kind of um rejects a lot of the themes and mystery that makes the first movie so much of a horror movie as opposed to like a sci-fi action movie you know yeah and like in but like you know aliens has the scariest scene for me personally that continues to scare me i've seen that movie 20 times but the scene where Ripley and Newt are locked in the room with the loose face huggers physically makes my body fold up into itself and I and I will throw my lap, my laptop across the room to avoid having to look at the screen. <laughs> Not an exaggeration. You know, that scene really <laughs> did stand out. And to me, what drove me the most nuts was the skin on metal like thumping. That the creature makes. I'm the thinking face about it now and I'm going to gag. Like, honestly, 
it kills me. They so, did a like, really good job. I think like when you're ranking a bunch of movies that are really good, I think like, yeah, one's got to be at the bottom. And I, I picked James Cameron because fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, really, for whatever reason, that little scene with the fleshy thumps, I was just so like consumed by it. It's consuming. The, yeah. Was a very good job. Yeah. But I'm, I was I'm also interested... driven nuts by Newt. Well, that's, you know, you got to have a cute little girl, a little child. Otherwise, what's the lady going to care about in the movie, right? Yeah. When you know. she like falls through like that little wheel the thing, garbage thing, I was like, bye. That's the end of her. <laughs> and no, no, no. They had to go look for her. I was excited. I was like, good. She's out of the picture. But no, she wasn't. Um, I haven't seen Aliens to... 3. Is Newt just... in 3? You're going to have to watch it to find out. Oh. I'm interested to see what you think. I think you're going to hate three. Well, you know what I disliked, though, was I liked the character of Bishop, right? I thought mm-hmm. the synthetic did a really good job, but mm-hmm. they they hyped up synthetics to be problematic and one so much. And then in two, it was like, he's fine. Well, that's I mean, that's kind of what I was pointing out when I was writing about it, where it's like, oh, Everyone's kind of like a gender. Oh, and this one, she's a mom. Um, you know, the technology is kind of part of the threat in the first one. Actually, they're super nice and helpful. Don't worry about it. Like, that's the kind of thing where it was very jarring when I finally, I had never watched them back to back. And when I finally did, I found it extremely jarring to um, just how like the, the themes don't follow. So Variety released a list of their favorite horror movies, or not even their favorite, the best horror movies of 2023 so far. Mm -hmm. So I want to go through them with you because Mm -hmm. I disagree so much with some of these picks. So let's start with the honorable mentions. Yeah, I sent you this list in a state of uh, rage, I think. Rage. (laughs) It's like, we have to talk about this. So I actually the honorable mentions I I'm a little surprised by. I think the list is a little hasty, first of all, because Wrath of Becky, I think, is just hitting the rounds like now. So a lot of people haven't seen it yet. But I mean, um, I'm just thinking, did they actually watch these movies? I would say that just based off of the placement of Bo's Afraid, but you love Bo's Afraid. I don't. No. Mm-mm. All right, well, let's start with the honorable mentions. So we've got, we're going to speed through these quick because it'll take forever to get through all of them. Mm-hmm. But The Wrath of Becky, Sick, and Megan. Yeah, I haven't seen Wrath of Becky yet, but Sick and Megan, fine, okay. So Wrath of Becky, I haven't seen yet, but I know a lot of people are obsessing over this movie. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but Sick, I started it, I couldn't watch it. It was too much, too much COVID, too soon, not interested. Mm. Megan, I had a good time with Megan. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was silly. It was dumb, but it was a good time. Yeah, belongs here. Sick, I thought, um, I didn't really like the ending, but it was really well made. The action was really good. It was well shot. So yeah, it's fair. So I was a little surprised by um, the placements here, but okay. So ninth place, knock at the cabin. Absolutely not. 
get out of here. I what feel like this is this is like underhanded promo. Yes. Because I don't think anyone was feeling this movie when it came out. If you read the book and you want to watch the movie, you didn't like it. If you watched the movie in theaters without reading the book, you probably didn't like it. So Yeah, I don't know what it's doing here. It was bad. Get out of here. Eighth Dave, place. Dave Dave Batista was great. Loved him. Eighth place. Influencer, which is like a really under the radar niche pick. I haven't watched it yet, but it's it's on my list. I'm very excited. It it just landed on Shudder, I believe. Um, I got to see it at Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. Mm. Um, eighth place. I'm making faces. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially so, after something as generic as Knock at the Cabin, you know. Yeah, I, it's just very. If it's not that influencers a bad movie at all, it's just it feels very out of place and random. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so seventh. The Blackening. The Blackening, I haven't seen it yet, but it just came out maybe like three weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. It's gotten very good reviews. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either, but I'm down to watch it and I'm not mad about it being on this list. It's just kind of strange that it's like, oh, a a very like straight thriller, very like indie underground moody horror, and then a comedy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, now we get a little, it starts to get controversial here and out. Mm-hmm. Sixth place, Scream 6. I'm not mad about this one. I'm not mad about it. I'm surprised that it's low. Because this was, this was a big fucking movie for the year. Whether it, you liked it or not, it was very big. And it's sixth. Yes, and I'm also impartial because they shot it in Montreal, so I have to love it. <laughs> so, all right, well, when we get to the end of the list, we'll see if we, we would rearrange it a little. Yeah, okay. All right, so fifth, Brooklyn 45. I'm I recently it watched it, and I personally loved this movie. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I loved it a lot. I'm just surprised where they're making their picks from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like also remember confused. that article that we covered a couple months ago where it was like people didn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, where they were like horrors had a bad decade. It's like what? <laughs> and then we have this article where it's like they're doing some deep cuts. I'm very surprised by Brooklyn 45. I loved it. A thousand percent. Um, yeah. I'm just surprised by it making the list. I mean, good for them. Yeah. Fourth place. Evil Dead Rise. Let me just say, I would not put it in fourth place. Did you like Evil Dead Rise? I fucking loved it. I loved it. I did too. Um, I'm I'm very surprised whenever I hear people talk shit about it. And let me tell you. Have people been talking yes, shit about it? Yes, they, they have. Um, whenever we post something on Instagram about this fucking movie, we will always get one or two people shit talking Evil Dead Rise. And I don't get it. I really don't. Like, to me, I thought it was gory as hell. It was pretty bleak. Like, you got a mom killing her kids. Yeah. If anything, the only thing that I'll give them is that it's, like, totally disconnected from, like, the comedy aspects of, like, the originals. That's fair. But I thought it was still, like, very... Like, to me, the comedy in the originals was less... 
um, important than the gore. Like the comedy kind of came with the gore, but like the gore was so over the top um, that I thought this movie really connected with yeah that aspect. And I, I Evil Dead Rise to me I loved it. I had such a great time in the theater. Great movie. I loved it. Um. But I mean, and you got crazy people saying that it was woke as fuck and stuff like that. I don't see that. Oh, that's I think that's just some uh, that's just some trolly trolls. Yes, yeah, uh, I don't see it. Do you remember yeah. that guy that like freaked out at the premiere and they kicked them out of the theaters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell was like out. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, get out. I mean, the thing like, <laughs> sorry to criticize horror as being too woke is an insane. That's a Twitter take. OK, that's that's a Twitter take. That's a t- you need to go touch grass take, you know. Yeah, I don't. I I just I don't get it. Like, there was nothing in that movie that felt in your face about anything. Well, I mean, I can tell you what it is where where that's coming from. It's because they cast a trans person. They had like nine non-binary looking quote unquote kids in a movie. They had showcasing a family that's kind of a non-traditional vibe family, for lack of a better term, and that shit we are at a time when that shit is actually considered to be controversial um but they didn't even make any mention of it really in the movie well, it i mean was... but that's the that's the danger of having any kind of reactionary thing against people that are queer is that the people who might just not even look conventionally one way or another get caught in the crossfires because everyone's so fucking brain rotted with trying to police how we all look yeah. okay that was my rant okay, like bye. They complain when it's in their face, and then they complain when it's just, you know, you're existing. Yeah, because it's not a good faith argument. It's it's uh, it's uh, brain worms. Yeah. So. All right. Third. Infinity Pool. I just rewatched Infinity Pool. I fucking loved this. Movie I, I won't so watch much. this until we it's get the unrated so cut. It's so good. I won't you watch, watch it until watch we get unrated. Watch I both. think Canada's getting it before America. Oh, for sure. They did some screenings of it here. Um, uh, but I definitely want to see it. I'm very excited to see it. It's so, it's so, I rewatched it again and like rewatching it knowing what the story is about is such a great experience. It's so funny. It's funny the first time you watch it, but like rewatching it, it's so dark. It's so mean and satisfying and creepy i love the performances in this movie i love it looks beautiful the special effects are incredible it's so gross there's like so many like leaking nipples it's nasty (laughs) but it's great a great time second place bo is afraid listen this is when i had to send you this list in a rage because this movie now I know earlier I just said I'm biased because it's shot in Montreal so I had to love it they shot Bo is Afraid all throughout Quebec and the whole first sequence is shot in Montreal and I was making a lot of jokes online about how like oh they didn't even have to dress the street up at all like this is just what Montreal looks like and if you've seen the beginning of this movie you know that that's looks disgusting so um this movie the first half of this movie is great I loved it and then you know it just goes off the rails even more I think it's very full of itself. I don't know. Is it the most Ari Aster movie yet? I mean, he tried something, so. 
I think this is a movie that's like it's I I feel like this movie being on this list like I wouldn't call it a horror movie at all and I think like um this is the kind of movie that something like Variety thinks is a horror movie but like the kind of prestigious horror movie that like like oh I only like a certain kind of horror movies like I feel so titillated engaging with this horror movie that's not really a horror movie so I think just like I'm I'm not mad that this movie exists. It's really well made. I like the performances. It looks again, looks incredible. Um, you know, maybe I will end up loving it. Like one of my favorite movies is Paul Thomas Anderson's in um Inherent Vice, which is like also a movie that I saw so many people walk out of the theater of train. And I think it was incomprehensible the first time I watched it. So maybe I'll revisit it, maybe I'll come back to it, but I think it's a little pretentious and to have it as number two on this list is insane an insane choice. It makes me think that they had an angle. Yes. They had an angle, but on the theme of incomprehensible first I place. It, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Skin a marink. This is going to make, I knew this would make you mad. So also why I think it's funny. Uh, I don't. How, how is this? first place? <laughs> okay. Listen, Listen, I'm not I'm shitting on say, this movie at all. Okay, I mean, this movie's listen, for some people, but it's a it's a Canadian movie, so I have to defend it. Like that's all. First place, first place. <laughs> no, like no, there's no way. It it's it's a fun movie. If it was like 45 minutes, I saw it in a theater, like early before anyone knew what the hell was going on. I was so excited based off of these trailers. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was held hostage for two plus hours mm-hmm. in this tiny little theater where you couldn't even check the time. Like all sense of self just withered away mm-hmm. while I watched this movie because there was no way to gauge where along the plot I was. There was no plot. I, I don't know. I, there, were, there were choices that were made in this list and I think they were strategic I don't see it. Like I think, I think Skinamarink was a cool horror movie in 2023. Cool. It, yeah, and I, I think I feel about Skinamarink. I, um, you feel about Skinamarink how I feel about the out, Outwaters. Yeah. To be fair, Skinamarink came out last year. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it? It came out. I remember seeing it. Made no. I mean, so did Megan. Megan came out last. Oh no, Megan came out earlier this year. That's true. I feel like Skinamarink came out in late 2022. Maybe that's just when I saw it. Well, it premiered on um, at Fantasia last year, and then it got started to get a theater release here and there. Um, but it got a wide release on Shutter in January. Well, yeah. For the record, I think Skinamarink is a cool horror movie. But number one, but I number agree one, with you. number one is a no. Number one, yes. Bo is afraid. Number two, absolutely not. Infinity Pool number three. See, I would be okay with. <laughs> I think having... I could go down the list like that. See, I would be okay with having Evil Dead or Evil Infinity Dead has Pool. to be higher. Evil Dead and Infinity Pool were the two most fun horror experiences I've had all year. So for me, that's one and two, no doubt. Probably Scream is a three because I had a lot of fun at Scream too. Brooklyn Forty Five, not mad about it being on the list. That was such a cool, fun movie. Brooklyn Forty Five is an awesome horror movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I fell in love with almost all of the characters in that movie. 
whether they were unlikable or not, they were charming in a way that I felt fond of them. Mm -hmm. And the story felt very unique. Yeah. I had a great time with it. I'm just surprised that it made this list. Yeah, and I would kick off immediately Bo is Afraid and Knock at the Cabin. That has no business being on this list. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, all these movies made... I mean, Knock at the Cabin made money. And my channel one makes a ton of money, so... I feel like, though, like, the majority of that are just, like, hate watches. Because the moment he announces a movie, right away, everyone starts losing their mind, screaming about the village, screaming about old... I mean, this is how he makes... It's a very smart business strategy. He makes his movie for very cheap. They're, they're usually... The budgets are usually under $30 million, which is cheap for Hollywood. Um, they have a very slick, targeted marketing campaign where they have a sick trailer that drops maybe two weeks before the movie. So it's not a lot of ad buy. It's very focused. And it's all focused on getting people in the theater for the first two weeks of the release. And then it's out on VOD, VOD immediately afterwards. It's a very sleek, pared-down budget on every front of a movie distribution. And it, it'll, you know, it'll double its budget immediately within a couple weeks. So it's a no-brainer investment for anybody. And for so sure, he'll keep making movies, even if they're bad. It doesn't matter. As a bonus, what are your yeah. top three Shyamalan movies? Oh, no, I can't answer that question. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking about it as I was formulating the question. And I think it would have to be for me, of course, Sixth Sense. Signs, the visit. You wouldn't even put. I have Unbreakable in there. I don't. I, I don't know. To me, that doesn't feel like a Shyamalan movie. I know it is, of course, but I liked. I liked Unbreakable. I haven't revisited it in a long time. Um, Actually, Signs, I tried. I, I tried to rewatch Signs recently, and I wanted to put my head through a TV screen. I think I just can't with his like. It's just everything's so like twee. You know what I mean. Yeah. With like everything's so like contrived and I am over it. So. Well, once you know the payoff and it's like, bye, the aliens yeah. are gone. It's I like, just and I find them like condescending too. Plus, like we got kind of baby Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. I'm not mad about that. I didn't know who was that his first movie? No, no way, right? No, 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 Because I think that was the first time I ever he... seen him before, I think. No, no, he's been acting since he was a kid. I think that movie came out like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. That movie terrified me. I'm scared of aliens, okay? So these aliens that are just like walking on people's roofs. No, and come on. It wasn't that scary. Come on. The now. noises they make. and You're fine. Scared me. You're a grown man. You're okay. I know, but I mean, I kind of like the fact that I get scared because then it makes the horror of movies course. more fun. I'm, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> I love being scared. What are you saying? <laughs> So to go back to Fantasia Fest, are there any movies that you're excited to see? Oh my gosh. Other than talk to me. I think a better question is, are there any movies I'm not excited to see? (laughs) Would be a more succinct question. But yeah, talk to me, like I said, is my, the movie I have been chomping at the bit to go see, but there's some really cool stuff. Um, I'm just going through my list now, like, um, uh, this movie T Blockers, this look underground uh, movie, looks like it's going to be some like really fun, gross out, um, 
horror. I'm I'm down to see what else did I think? Oh, this movie Perpetrator. I wrote down a quote in the description that says a mystical queer feminist genre kaleidoscope and otherworldly body horror vision. I'm down. Sign me up. Um, uh, Where the Devil Roams is the latest movie from like Adam, the Adams family who I got to see Hellbender last um, two years ago during um, when uh, Fantasia was like a virtual thing because it was during COVID. And so I'm excited to see them in person and see their new movie. Um, this movie that I pulled out of the description called Divinity that looks absolutely fucking insane. Balls to the wall bananas. I have no idea what I'm what I'm in for. And then, of course, obviously, like Nicolas Cage is going to be in town. So I'm going to have to go see Sympathy for the Devil. I don't know. There's like so much fun stuff. Um, I'm excited to see from all around the world. I can't I mean, wait. T blocker sounds like a good time. And I'm very excited to see what the Adams family pulls out after Hellbender. Uh, that yeah. that movie to me was such a surprise when I first saw it. Um, I honestly didn't know who they were before mm-hmm. I saw that movie. And once I found out a little bit about their background, it's so cool that they're like this little horror family that puts together these movies. I just appreciate seeing people making art that happens to be a movie that we're going to screen. Like I'm down for like a traditional narrative all the time, but I am also there to see what people are going to push the boundaries of the format and of the art with, you know, like I want to see people experimenting. Another thing that's so fun about this festival is that a lot of times the screenings will be um, preceded by a short film and they have whole slates of screenings of just groups of short films. And so that's another great way that they showcase up and coming directors. Oftentimes when I'm reading about these movies here and the, it's a first time director, they'll say like, Oh, we also screened their short film a couple years ago. Their first short film that did really well. So <clears throat> if you are listening to this and you um know someone whose movie is going to be screening there this year or has a short film that's going to be screening there this year you should leave a comment um and tell us what to check out because literally i'm down to watch anything and i'm just excited to see some cool stuff and we're so excited to have your coverage oh thank you so much (laughs) that's very kind thank you well that wraps up episode seven of our podcast it's been a nightmare don't be afraid to reach out and let us know what you think on social media and be sure to leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and now threads at Horror Press LLC, as well as on TikTok at Horror Press. And now that Facebook has approved us, we have a growing Facebook page and group, so be sure to find us there as well. We look forward to seeing you soon for the next episode of the Horror Press Podcast. See ya. See ya, bye. Bye.